speak. You can't sing tonight. Yes, I can. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. Now, here's the thing. Ordinarily on the show, we bring you some nonsense, drunken ramblings about a horror movie we've watched that week uh, and extensive discussion about it. But things are happening a little bit differently this week, right? Yeah, we're going to do something we've actually never done before, Jack. Something we're gonna have a talk very with... special. Something very special. <laughs> it's a very special <laughs> episode. We're going to have a talk with the director of one of our favorite horror movies of the past year-ish. Year My actual favorite now. horror movie ever. Yeah, Nick Shostakiewski, who is the director and writer of Black Mountainside, which came out in early 2016, uh, is going to get on the horn here and talk about all things horror with us in just a moment. And something speed skating. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. All right, so Nick, thanks for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> I think uh, first things first better be, uh, how about how would you uh, pronounce your last name for us, please? Because <laughs> I've gotten so that wrong hard. on a number of occasions. It's uh, Shostakusky. Oh, we had it close. We are pretty yeah, close. You, yeah. just, you turn the Z into an H yep. and drop the J at the end, and it kind of works. There you go. Okay. And, uh, and where can people find you if they want to find out about you and what you're doing? Where can they find me? Um, yeah. on Twitter is probably the best place to find me right now. Awesome. Um, at S Z O W H A T show what? And then, um, that's probably the best place. I, I tried to use Facebook, but I'm not good at it. So a lot of <laughs> messages get lost. I found out recently that there's a whole section on Facebook messages that you don't actually get. Like it's like uh, message requests, and I've had like sixty message oh requests <laughs> that I didn't even know about. So yeah, I, I had no well, idea that section of Facebook too. either. So. We're not Facebook <laughs> and then just uh, yesterday, we found out too that our like Black Mountainside Facebook, and I feel bad about this. It has like a um, there's there's like messages, there's private messages, and now there's community messages. <laughs> okay. Um, and we didn't know about the community messages, so we've had a whole bunch of missed ones there. So I would say Twitter is your best bet because I, I have that kind of figured out. Sticking more or less. with it. Sounds good. I like that. Uh, now, Nick, we uh, you're the director of Black Mountainside, obviously, for those uh, not in the know. Um, that happens to be my uh, favorite horror movie, and I know uh, Jake and Mark both like the movie quite a bit as well. Cool, um, so we, uh, we're really excited to get to talk to you here. Um, and what, uh, as a director, obviously you're, you're a horror movie fan. I think you've, you've, uh, Black Mountainside, clearly a horror movie. The upcoming movie, Hammer of the Gods, you're working on going to be a horror movie. What, yep. uh, got you into horror, um, as a, as a kid maybe, or, or when did, when did you start getting into horror movies? Um, I guess probably as a kid, I mean, renting movies at, uh, I don't know if you guys have Roger's video in the States or had it. <laughs> maybe that was a Canadian thing. It was like our blockbuster. Okay. We had Blockbuster too, but like it was called Roger's Video. Anyways, um, just renting movies every week, kind of thing. Always just got a horror movie. Awesome. Uh, just, I don't know something something really interesting as a kid about B 
being scared yeah for movie. sure i think everyone I, every horror fan knows more or less what i'm talking about oh definitely i think that kind of echoes the same experiences we used to have going to those going to those uh, different movie rental stores and kind of like picking things off the shelf by the coolest cover art. Usually those happen to be horror movies and that's kind of how <laughs> yeah. we all at least in part got into it. Do you have like an earliest memory from one of those experiences, something that might've made a big time impression on you and got you into the genre? Um, earliest memory. I don't know. Um, in the, in the Rogers video, there used to be like the, the seven day rental section that I'd always go into. Cause my brother would like, we'd each get to pick one thing. My brother would always go to the video game section and then I would go to the seven day rentals to the horror aisle. And yeah, the, the, the art, I remember like the leprechaun artwork. Yeah. I was pretty <laughs> young when I saw that and picked that out. And Was that, um, was that before or after they added uh, Jennifer Aniston? Cause they redesigned it in like the late nineties to highlight. Of course they did. <laughs> it might've been the late nineties one. I don't know. I'm born in 91. So I, I missed out on a lot of the, the new releases in the late eighties there. But, you. um, uh yeah so leprechaun i read that that's an early memory and then jack frost i don't know if you guys oh remember my that. oh absolutely. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that movie man. terrified me as a child <laughs> that's a good poll how about so in terms of favorite horror movies today like you've had a lifetime of being a horror fan kind of like us if you were to rattle off what some of the most influential films to you are what your favorites would be what would a list short list i guess entail it's a really lame list. It, it would have like no. Predator and Alien, and The Thing, and The Shining. Not not too interesting. I think like the only kind of like outlier on there would be Eyes Wide Shut. Okay, is one okay. of my f- my favorite. I would call it a horror movie. Yeah. Um. That otherwise I'm I'm so, I I drink Bud Light and I like the 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 the, the easy ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with any of those. I'm trying to think awesome. if there's anything more interesting. I like more recently. I really liked the what was that one? Uh, the, the Korean movie. I the I Wailing? saw the Devil. Oh, I like the Wailing too. Actually, that that was I saw that for the first time a couple weeks ago. I actually quite liked it. Yeah, but, I actually uh, haven't is, seen. Is it, is it called I, I Saw the Devil? Is yeah, there's a movie the I Saw the Devil. I heard it's really good. I haven't actually. It seen It is really good. Okay, it's uh the cinematography is really cool, and then it's it's just a really great movie. I think. And then another one. Uh, what was that one with? Uh, uh, Jason Bateman, The Gift. You see that one? Oh yeah, that's a good one. I like one. that one a lot. I, I don't know if you'd call it a horror movie, but I like that. It's one definitely a lot. tense. Yeah, it builds like it's that. at least horror-ish. <laughs> but these days, I, I'm I'm really picky with movies, mm-hmm. and like maybe like two movies a year that I actually like. It's a good place to be. Is that for lack of volume, or like are you just a busy guy and you don't have time to watch other movies, or no, man, I watch a just... lot of movies. It, it's just I. It's, it ruins movies for you when you like go to film school, and it just ruins movies for you. <laughs> Can only imagine. If you don't want to like films, go to film school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of it's it's actually really interesting how many people stop working in film after film school just because they just stop liking movies. Mm-hmm. Wow, um, it's kind of sad. I could definitely see that. <laughs> it's man. a little sad. Yeah. I could definitely see that. I work in sports, and it's kind of the same thing. It's like, hey, if you want to continue liking sports, maybe don't try working in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I work in the law, and it's just as boring as it was before I started. We went to law school. Of course. <laughs> yeah, so Nick, correct me if I'm wrong, but Black Mountainside is the first feature film that you directed that I'm aware of. Um, was that kind of uh, your, your entry into the, the film world? So, no, there was one feature film before that. I don't know if it should count because it was like a $0 budget thing. 
It's uh, available for free on my website, which is s at o w h a t dot com. It's really bad. I don't recommend watching it. <laughs> um, I put it up though, kind of like as like a humble beginnings kind of thing. That's great. That's awesome. um, and it's it's nice to see that kind of stuff too when when you're just starting out to find like film filmmakers you like and then find their like real shitty works. Sure. Kind um, of see what molds. So yeah. Them. I, yeah, I just so I just threw it up there. You can watch it. I don't recommend it unless you want some encouragement for yourself. So, so you're talking but, about uh, you're talking about Cankered? Yeah, Cankered. So it's a comedy and zero dollar budget, kind of shot with buddies. Although we did do like an actual casting call for it and everything, but nice. I was 18 years old, so you can't expect too much from that one. So you opened up with a with a comedy, and now I mean, do you just describe yourself as a horror director, or is it just that Black Mountainside and Hammer of the Gods are both horror movies? Um, I, I would say I'm a horror director now. Uh, I I wanted to do comedy before, but it's just too it's too hard. It's <laughs> it's it's just way too hard, man. <laughs> That's interesting. You have to know a lot of people if if you want to do comedy. You have to like know like people. You can't just do a casting call and expect to find like really funny like comedians to be in your movie that makes sense yeah so huh. it, it, i don't know if that makes sense sure yeah and so then i think uh you know reading kind of a little bit about your background you were you're an audio guy right you did a lot of audio work on other yeah. projects yeah and then what kind of led into you writing directing getting black mountainside made how did that process come about um so out of film school i got i started working as a boom operator um and then doing some sound mixing as well and then also ended up doing some like post sound design mm-hmm. um mostly because I, I have like a musician background so okay. i had a lot of like I, I knew how to use kind of like a lot of the equipment and it all made sense to me whereas when you're in film school no one goes into sound so it's very accessible that's actually good advice if to anyone in film school is to go into the sound department there's a lot of work because no mm-hmm. one does it Huh. Everyone wants to work with cool. the camera, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then I did that for I was doing sound for about two years, um, and then a buddy of mine I went to film school with uh, came to me and he's like, "Do you want to make a film?" And everyone that goes to film school wants to be a director and a writer. Sure. So, um, he he worked on my short film in film school, and then he liked it, so he was like, "All right." And he's a good buddy of mine too. So always helps. Awesome. Not, not the most interesting story, but <laughs> it's pretty good. And for people who haven't seen it, can you give us like a, a really quick recap of Black Mountainside, maybe an elevator pitch of the the plot of it. Oh, that's tough. Um, <laughs> it is tough. It's a, it's got a lot going on in that movie. So it's a, a bunch of archaeologists in northern Canada uncover a structure, and once they uncover it, spooky things start to happen. And that's about as spoiler-free as I can get. Exactly. And spoiler-free, <laughs> I think that's we, pretty perfect. We always say it spoiler-free is good, and it's important for that movie in particular. So <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. happy you left that out. In terms of that movie and the story, like, where did the idea for that come from? Is that something that you kicked around with the, the aforementioned buddy of yours, and it just kind of developed as you started writing it? Or did you have something um, in your head for a long time? So that that Black Mountainside's kind of a weird one, because it kind of started out as like a, a little short film that I, I was unfortunately lost that I did when I was in high school, and it was okay. kind of this uh, sort of very very simplified version of Black Mountainside, kind of where a guy wakes up 
one morning and everyone's kind of gone. Yeah. And there's kind of this creature that's talking and stalking him, talking to him and stalking him. Hmm. Um, it was very, very basic and very not good. <laughs> but, uh, and then the idea just kind of stuck with me. Like I always wanted to kind of flesh out that idea more and actually make, make it work. So sure. when my buddy came to me, we, we sat down and we're like, okay, we want to make a movie. It's kind of like the opposite of how a movie should be made, to be honest with you, where you should sit down and already have an idea and be like, we want to make this movie. But we sat down and we're like, hey, we want to make a movie. What should we make? And we ran ideas. And that was the only one that came out that was budget friendly. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, we could probably do that for under 200 grand or whatever. And then, so I was like, all right, I'll write a script. And I, yeah. That's pretty awesome. So, did you? Uh, oh, go ahead, Mark. Obvious follow-up question: How heavily did Jack Frost the movie influence Black Mountainside? <laughs> um, I'm gonna say zero out of ten, probably, oh, but okay. maybe subconsciously, there's there's some points in there. I don't know. <laughs> gotcha. The movie have any uh, notable influences for you? I mean, I know a lot of people have drawn a lot of comparisons to The Thing and and The Shining and other things like that. Were there any others that you kind of drew from when making that movie? Um, it's funny that like I I get the comparisons of The Thing and they're like they're fair, but yeah, to me it like it was kind of like a small. I did like we did some like nods to The Thing because the the setting was the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, like we should, you know, honor it a little bit because we do like it. But it, it but mo- mostly The Shining was probably the biggest yeah. influence. Um, yeah. And a lot of people overlook that. A lot of people go right to the thing, which is, I guess, because the setting, it's a more obvious kind of yeah. connection to make. Um, yeah. Then, then The Andromeda Strain. Mm-hmm. I don't know, okay. Okay. I don't know if that you'd call sense. that a horror movie, but that, that was kind of a big so. influence. Awesome. That's another one of those movies I saw when I was a little kid on like, I think it was like midnight and I was just upstairs definitely on like my living room couch and then that came on and i was like all right (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure didn't know what anyone was talking about in the movie but i thought it was really interesting so how was it uh how was it to shoot i mean you were all you were on uh site in british columbia if i remember correctly is that right or yep yeah yeah. was it nearly as cold as what it looked like uh did it look cold i mean for the most part yeah Okay. Um, well, we get a lot of reviews where people say like, "Oh, it doesn't even look cold." Oh. So I don't know. <laughs> um, but no, it wa- it wasn't so bad. It was actually a lot of the days um, we were fighting the snow from like melting, and you can actually see uh-huh. snow melting off the rooftops, like uh, in a, in a few scenes. Sure. Uh, which was unfortunate because it was February in yeah. Canada and winter, so you're you're gonna you think it's gonna be cold, but then there was just this freak hot month. So <laughs> it was probably two above. So what? what's two above in Fahrenheit? I'm not maybe like, like 65. Yeah, it's like mid 30s. Yeah. Hey, at All least right. there was snow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were actually scared because driving up um, to get to those mountains we shot at, you have to drive through the desert here. Like we have a little desert in Canada. Um, so you have to drive through it. And it was just there was no snow. Oh, man. And it was it looked like the summer. And we're like, all right, we might have to just turn back <laughs> once we get to location. But yeah, drove Jeez. up the mountain and then luckily there was snow in the mountain. So so in terms of like once you guys actually got there and thankfully there was snow and you were shooting on site. Are any stories in particular stand out from that experience and being out there to film this thing? Like weather wise or you just mean in general? Just in terms of like the filming in general, less so weather uh, and more so just like big takeaways or things that you remember from filming Black Mountainside as a whole. Um, 
there, there's a lot of things, and I'm just, like, there's still things that I'm not sure I'm like allowed to talk about, sure. but I <laughs> might anyways. <laughs> um, we had like a, a few like, so it was an indie film, and when you make an indie film, you 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 hire a lot of people sometimes just off Craigslist or just okay. based on recommendations from buddies. Um, one guy, I won't say which position he was or who he was, mm-hmm. but he um the sec second night or third night we were there so we we made this this is maybe a mistake we we because everyone was living on the location because it was like far from towns we uh we had a guy run into town every day and buy beer and bring it back for everyone so he would buy everyone like a case of beer or whatever or like a six pack Mm -hmm. and uh there was one guy that i i guess he, he was like uh uh like recovering alcoholic and we shouldn't have been buying him beer, but he, so it, it's not really a funny story because he had just like lost a family member. So he was kind of back on the booze. Um, but he got super drunk and threw up all over like our makeup artist stuff Ooh, and God. like <laughs> ruined all of it. And then um, a bunch of other stuff. And so that sticks out. Like whenever I want to think about filming, that's what comes to mind. Yeah, that's uh, that'll that'll stick in your memory. I can imagine. Yes. And in terms of filming the movie, you being a, a sound guy, and, and sound is such a huge aspect of this film, just the utter silence and, and lack of music. What Did you like focus really hard on the sound design of this movie, what you wanted it to sound like, work really hard to achieve that? Yeah, so uh, that was a big thing when we were, when we were filming it. We brought on um, Adam Pisani, who was the sound mixer. Okay. Um, well, we kind of like we met with him and we, were, we, we explained like we wanted to kind of be really big with the sound. So we actually did some interesting stuff on Black Mountainside where we got to, like normally when you shoot a scene, you just put a mic, put mics on the the actors, right? But we actually did some stuff where we put mics like out out in the mountains to kind of catch like the echoes, mm-hmm. and to do some like surround sound kind of stuff. So we got to do some kind of fun things, which you don't. I've never done stuff like that on like a, a movie that I've been hired on to do sound for. Usually, yeah. if you like even suggest that to a director, they'll be like, "No, just do your job and shut up." So. <laughs> So that was kind of fun. We got to do a lot of stuff like that, and then sound design was a lot of fun too, because um, we had we had a, had a very passionate uh, sound designer for our mm-hmm. post sound, and he we basically just gave him we said like do whatever you want kind of thing, because usually they you know they go like okay just do like the dialogue edit and then you know some basic sound design, but we were like we want to make it really big. We want to do like the surround sound, like we want to hear the forest all around us kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. And that yeah. really comes through. That's a really cool aspect of the film. Yeah, and we got we actually got an uh, an award nomination for the Leo Awards here, which is like a kind of a Canadian thing uh, for our sound design. Awesome. Yeah, so that was kind of cool, and our cinematography as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful movie. And I think you mentioned you're a kind of a musician, or at least a musical guy. And so I imagine it was a big decision to not have any music in the movie at all. Um, was that something you struggled with, or was it pretty clear from the beginning you wanted just the sounds of the mountains in there? That was like a decision right from the, the st- like writing, like even before writing the script, I think we wanted to make something that was like very, very realistic, and we wanted the audience to kind of feel like they were there. Um, yeah. And we even very early on, we were talking about like maybe doing found footage. And this, this was like 2011, um, before that was done to death. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we were talking about like, okay. Cause we wanted it to feel very kind of like visceral. Um, 
so we we considered that we're like no let's not do that but let's like take like what you have in a found footage movie that kind of like the same elements like there's no score and like there's not a lot of cuts um and let's try to like just bring the things that make those kind of movies good although (laughs) not that those movies are necessarily good but like bring those elements in and try to like harvest the good things about those and and lose the bad things like the shaky and the the fact that people would be filming when this is happening (laughs) (laughs) a common problem among those movies that's that's pretty awesome and so that i think brings up the next thing i wanted to talk to you about which is the name black mountain side yes uh, which obviously is a little bit of a theme for you so talk to us a little bit about that where the name came from and and that kind of theme you have going on there so I'm really terrible with titles, and I, I've always been very terrible with titles. Um, so so are we. What I what what I've always done <laughs> when I write a script is I don't I don't have a title; they're all untitled. And then for like a working title, if I'm sending it out, I just pick a song name <laughs> off of like uh, like my iTunes playlist. Although I don't have iTunes anymore, whatever it is now, Spotify or whatever. Exactly. Um, just pick a song, and I just give each of my scripts like a a working title with the song Mm -hmm. and that black mountainside just kind of stuck like we all the way until all the way into like post-production we were like okay what are we going to call the movie and like the working title was just black mountainside because we had to shoot with something and we had to incorporate with something um and then every whenever we asked anyone they're like i kind of like black mountainside so i was like all right well I mean, that's what caught me at first. As a Zeppelin fan, I was, like, scrolling through things, and it randomly caught my eye. I was like, wait a second. Zeppelin, horror movie, let's see how this goes. So, (laughs) not a bad tactic. Yeah. Well, I think it's actually been kind of good, because even, like, our trailer online uh, on YouTube or whatever, we Mm -hmm. have some comments of people being like, oh, I was looking for Zeppelin, I found this. I was like, all right, well, that worked. Synergy. It yeah, also works a... with our production company name too, because that's like yep. after a Rush album. So. Yep. Exactly. Right. So is that the same to transition a little bit? I guess maybe I'm getting ahead of the ahead of ourselves here. But uh, with Hammer of the Gods, is that uh, the same process for come up with a name there? Or? Um, a, a little bit, sort of. Yeah. So I I can't remember. We had a different. We had. A, I can't even remember what it was. It was like a Pink Floyd song working title. But uh, um we were when i was writing the script and i had to come up with the name of in the movie there's like a i i, I guess you haven't seen the movie there's in the movie there's a drug and uh they they take the drug and it was like it's like a fictional drug and we had to name it and i i wrote like i call it, we called it hammer of the gods and when we sent out the script everyone's like oh we should call it that like name the movie after the drug that they take in the movie awesome. and uh so then it was like oh yeah that's that's better than what was the oh, i can't even remember it was like a pink floyd song or something <laughs> That's pretty awesome. But, Nick, in addition to the music and the filmmaking, you're also uh, a bit of a programmer, anyway, because I know we remarked when we watched the movie, we noted that uh, one of the characters is playing a video game uh, when he's all alone up there, man in the radio. Um, I kind of thought it looked like, uh, you know, an indie game um, that uh, you might see on Steam or something like that, but then you reached out and you said, no, that's a game that you you, uh, made and coded. Yeah, when I was in high school, I made that one. (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty awesome <laughs> was that just a thing for fun or a school project uh no i was stuck in montreal for a week i used to i used to be a speed skater and we really? would go on yeah and we would go on like kind of long trips places and uh 
can't remember why. I think we went like a week early to Montreal to do like training before competition. And it was like one hour of training a day. Then the rest of the day just spent in the hotel. So I just, I, I coded it in the week we were in the hotel. There you go. <laughs> That's pretty it's awesome. Not, I took not computer a very science. Good game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, t- I took computer science though. And I tried to code a bunch of things and gave up about a third of the way through. And that was required of me. I didn't just sit down to do that because I was bored. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Important follow-up question. Is that short track or long track? Uh, short track. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Nick, let's uh, let's get down to brass tacks here. A thing we do on our podcast is we all uh, try to pair the, the movie we're watching with uh, something we're drinking that week. Right. Uh, we, we do that to varying degrees of success, and sometimes it works better than others. But it uh, sounds like you uh, drink Bud Light, but is there anything, maybe Bud Light <laughs> in particular, you would recommend uh, pairing with your movie? Um, so for Black Mountainside... What I have is a George Dickel whiskey, which is Canadian, and it's very cheap, and it's very (laughs) strong, and I imagine that's probably what they're drinking in the movie when you see them drinking, so. That's perfect. That's pretty awesome. That's perfect. I like that answer. Very well done. And so coming up next, you're working on a project, I think, Hammer of the Gods, you mentioned it. It involves a a drug of some variety. What else can you tell us about that movie? We're not trying to have you reveal anything you can't tell us yet, but Um, uh, how's that movie going? So, yeah, it's about a group of musicians, and they're falling from grace musicians. So it takes place five years after their kind of one-hit wonder song comes out. Mm-hmm. And they want, they've want they had a few albums since then, and they're, they're trying to kind of refine themselves. And, awesome. Um, so they go out into the woods on kind of a spirit journey with what they think is LSD, but it's actually... <laughs> not LSD, and they start to see strange things that may or may not be real. I like that. Strong but it's, it's very much like uh, Black Mountainside, if if you like sure. Black Mountainside anyways. Awesome. Well, then I'm very much looking forward to that. Where are you at in development with it? So, um, we're in, we're, we finished the picture edit. We filmed it last year. Um, and now we're into sound design. We, I think we're, I would say about like a quarter on sound design, but the problem is it probably won't come out for, I'm, I'm going to guess another year, even though it'll probably be done in like three months. Okay. And then the problem, like, cause it, it's just like the timing with the festival circuit mm-hmm. and stuff. That makes um, sense. Yeah. It's kind of really awesome. unfortunate how long it takes to get a movie out once it's done. That's, yeah. that's kind of something I wanted to bring up, obviously with a, with a smaller production studio you kind of have to you can't just go the straight to straight to theaters route so what's it like kind of doing tours of the very you know i don't are you doing sundance or maybe what what how do you get into the big festivals and kind of what is that release schedule like well (laughs) i we we don't really get into the big festivals they they always they don't um read our emails (laughs) so we we got into with black mountainside we got into fantasia which we, we were very happy about um, we, we got kind of, I feel like we got lucky with Fantasia cause we, we had been, I think we like, uh, submitted to all those big ones and they all said, they all said no. Um, m- mostly cause they just don't watch them. Right. Cause they get like hundreds and hundreds, like sure. thousands of submissions. And then they only watch movies that usually have like agents that can like go to the festival people and be like, Hey, you should watch this movie that's on your desk. Mm-hmm. makes sense you got to have your foot in the door to get your foot in the door yeah exactly so um 
with with Hammer of the Gods, I think we'll, we'll probably have better luck. I think we're gonna actually go with like kind of like an agent right off the right off the bat, or not an agent, but like a producer's rep. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but I don't think we're gonna go. I think we're gonna probably go for the genre festivals this time and not go for the kind of like snooty ones. Because mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> we went to a few <laughs> of those snooty festivals with Black Mountain Side, and it was kind of like, eh. it's not like you don't get the crowds you want. You get kind of kind of weird with where but you get the you get to go to the genre festivals and they're cool you get all the people like some people come like dressed up like they've seen the movie before and they come like dressed up as characters from it and stuff. yeah that's awesome a lot more yeah, fun all the way around yeah it, it, it's it's a good time i'm not a big fan of like traveling personally so i, I actually don't go to a lot of the festivals mm. like I, i'll go to the premiere and then i kind of send everyone else to the festivals delegation <laughs> Yeah. Well, unless uh, the other guys have any other questions for you, I think that might be all we've got for you at this point. Yeah, no, thank you so much for the time, Nick. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I hope, uh, hopefully I answered most of your questions. Absolutely. Uh, well, we Absolutely. only have one more question for you, and that's just please, if the inquiring listener would like to know where, once again, can they find you, handle, website, etc. Um, so go on Twitter at um, S-Z-O-W-H-A-T. Um, that's probably the best place. And then if you want to watch Black Mountainside, uh, I guess your listeners are mostly in the U.S., hey? Correct. Uh, the best so, way yeah. to watch Black Mountainside, I think, would be Amazon. Um, it's on Amazon Prime now. So if yeah. you have that, I think you can watch for free. I think that's how that works. I don't have yep. Amazon Prime personally. Yeah. Uh, where else? And then iTunes is the other big one. And then if you want physical copies, which I guess some people still have DVD players, uh also amazon and yep or i think you go straight from the distributor and maybe save some money too there you go awesome and now nick i got one more question for you a selfish one sure uh, if i'd be looking for one of those awesome black mountainside posters are those available to purchase anywhere or are those uh limited print run uh which one which one we have a few different posters which one do you like uh the one i like the best is just the the guy in the snow with the kind of cabin in the background and is it like the, white the forest there. there's like yep. a blue one and a white one I like the white one personally, yeah, but they're all you. I awesome. designed the white one myself. Oh, nice! <laughs> that was the correct um, answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, we don't. I, we haven't printed any of those actually. I only have oh, the wow. blue ones printed, but I, th- I think we're going to get the white ones printed, and then when we do, I can send you one. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, and then I don't. I don't know. I don't think we're allowed to sell them. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I'd have to check with our distributors if we have the right to do that. But uh, I can just print some and give them away. I don't see any problem with that. Awesome. Well, thank you, Nick. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Cool. So there you have it. A to Z Horror's very special episode. Sure, we may not have learned a lesson, like Zach Morris and the crew when Jesse Spano got addicted to pet pills, but everybody liked Kelly Kapowski better anyway, and that relates somehow to this. In all seriousness, though, huge thanks to the generous and multi-talented Nick Shostakiewski. And again, I cannot recommend Black Mountainside highly enough. Check the, that movie out. Uh, be on the lookout for Hammer of the Gods, hopefully coming out uh, soon. And check out everything else Nick has going on. All those links are going to be in the show's description. Tune in again on Monday, uh, when we'll be back at you with another review episode for our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, we'll be talking about 2017's Colossal. Until then, grab some buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more of Have a great week. Thank you.